may be seated. Today we're going to be looking at Acts chapter 16. So I invite you to take your Bibles and turn there. But we are going to continue a multi-week study on the work of the Holy Spirit and how God works in and through us by using the Holy Spirit. For the way it is shared about the leadership of the Holy Spirit, he's talked about the person of the Holy Spirit. And today we're going to talk about something a little bit different. We're going to talk about the God I never knew. Continuing our study on the Holy Spirit, we're going to talk about the God who says no. No is not a word that we like to hear. But it is one that we often hear when we come to seeking God's direction. So we want to look at that today as we spend time in God's Word. I've got to tell you, as Nathan yelled out, it is my birthday. <laughs> yes, I appreciate that. Um, it is a great gift to me to be able to speak on my birthday. But even better, is a chance just to, to stand and to worship. We have some incredible musicians in our church. Guys and girls who are willing to give themselves to this process of lifting up the Father. And I was overwhelmed this morning by how great our God is, how wonderful He is, how He cares for me, how He meets every need that I have. And it's easy for me to sing and to worship when I have such a great God. I hope that you feel that same way. As we look at our text this morning, as we talk about the God who says no. I hope that you'll open up your heart to what God has for you today. As we look at Acts chapter 16, verses 6 through 15, I want us to understand better that the Holy Spirit is there to give us a direction, to give us guidance, but there'll be times when His guidance will be no. Stop where you're at. It's time to go no more. So let's look in Acts chapter 16, verse 6. There it says, Now when they had gone throughout Phrygia and the region of Galatia, they were forbidden of the Holy Ghost to preach the word in Asia. And after they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. And they, and they passing by Mysia, came down to Troas, and a vision appeared to Paul in the night. And there stood a man, a Macedonian, and prayed him, saying, Come over into Macedonia and and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us for to preach the gospel unto them. And therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Nephilus. And from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of that part of Macedonia, and a colony, and we were in the city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out in the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made. And we sat down and spake unto the woman which resorted thither. And a certain woman named Lydia, seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshipped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened. And she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. Whoops, too far. I'm just learning this. And we, when, he was, when she was baptized in her household... She besought us, saying, If you judge me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. Let's pray together. Father God, we thank you so much for your love. We thank you for your word. I just ask that you be with us as we talk about 
your Holy Spirit. Father, open our eyes uh, to the truth. Help us not be afraid of what you have for us, but help us to embrace it. God, we love you, and we thank you. We just ask for your blessings right now. In Jesus' name, amen. You know, as we have been hearing about the Holy Spirit, we understand this simple idea that we as Baptists often, well, we're often afraid of the Holy Spirit. Now, you may not be, but when you think about it, we want to be in that other group. We want to be not deemed too charismatic, not too, uh, too focused in on emotion. And so as, as Pastor Wade talked about, we often have a tendency to lean towards the Word and being very concrete in our faith, and, and we almost forget who the Holy Spirit is. It's that God that I never knew. And so it's important for us to take time to look at the Holy Spirit, to understand who He is and how He impacts our lives. And this morning, I want us to focus in on this concept. The God who says no. If we look in this passage of Scripture, we understand that there is a no. And if you look on the boards, you see a variety of no's. Whether it's a graphic or whether it's no in different languages, we understand this word no. We hear it from our kids when they're babies. But is that really any surprise? We're constantly saying no, 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 no. No, as they get into this and they get into that. But then the words start coming back to us. No. As we don't want to hear that, it's a defiance to us, a defiance to what we're asking them to do, but yet it comes out. But it doesn't stop there now, does it, parents? As they get older, the no's may not be as loud, but they are as verbal, even without words. The no hits us. And as a parent, we think, well, I want them to do this. This is the most important thing for them to do. But the no hits. And it's hard to hear. But we also hear no's at work. From whether a good idea that's shot down or just simply, no, you need to stop that and you need to move on to something else. And we hear it all over the place. No, no, no. And sometimes that little powerful word, two letters, N-O, can be a devastating thing. But what we need to understand is that there is a place for it. There's a power behind it. There's a God who will say no to us for His wisdom and for His sake. This morning, I want to share something that many of you are familiar with because you lived the experience with us. But it fits this passage of Scripture. It fits about how God works in such a great way. About the middle of uh, 2013, Pastor Ron announced to our church, I'm retiring. That was hard for us to hear. We thought Pastor Ron was going to be our, our senior pastor here, the lead pastor for, well, just about forever until he went on to be with glory, I guess. We were just, and many of us wanted that. But he announced his retirement, so I started praying, okay, God, what should I do in this process? How do I need to be involved in this? What do I need to do next? So I began praying. And after Pastor Ron celebrated his retirement on August 11th of 2013, I let the pastoral search committee know that I wanted to be considered as the next pastor here at Temple Baptist Church. 
I had prayed about it. I had sought God's will. I thought, this is it. This is what I need to do. The weeks passed. The pastoral search committee interviewed me as well as other men seeking God's will. They prayed about it. They were earnest in their prayer. And then a couple of members of the pastoral search committee came to me and said, we've decided to go a different direction. I'll tell you, hurt my heart a little bit. Because I thought, God, this is what you want. How can we be on a different page? I thought, all right. All right, God, you're in control. I'm going to trust you. doesn't matter, but God was saying no at that point. Well, we had that candidate come in, as those of you who are here know. Um, God had something else in mind at that point, and the vote wasn't enough for that man to be called. So the pastoral search committee, they, they continued in that process. They continued praying. They, they came back and they spoke with me again. And then they said, we would like to present you as a candidate um, for the pastoral position. And then in February of 2014, the church voted. And again, God had something else in mind. And there was a no. And I questioned, I said, what are you doing, God? Why are you doing this? I've prayed about this, I've sought this, I've thought this to be your will, your plan, not only for me, but for Temple Baptist Church. What is going on, God? I don't understand this. But throughout this whole process, God was, and God is, in control. It wasn't just weeks later. When God worked out everything to where Pastor Wade could come and preach and share the gospel. And so that people could evaluate, is he God's man for Temple Baptist Church? And God worked it all out. And now we have one year with Pastor Wade. Today marks that year. We celebrate that with him. We celebrate that as a church. We figured out what God's will and God's plan for this church was. At the time, I didn't know what God was doing. I would know that there were many in our congregation. God, what's going on? We can't figure this out. What do we do? But the Holy Spirit along the way had given me a no after that first time. He'd given me a no after that second time. Then he showed his will of what he wanted to do and what he wanted to accomplish. How did I make it through that? Well, had people who love me, kind of a God who's in control. See, it doesn't matter where I'm at or what I'm serving, but as long as I'm serving that God, I'm going to keep going. I think about what happened to Paul here. Paul had a desire to be in a place. And we know that Paul was a spiritual man. He prayed, he sought the Word, he studied the Word. But yet God closed down a door, and he closed down another. And yet, in the end, he was glorified. You see, there is a God who loves us. There's a God who gives us a direction. There is a God who says no to us. You see, many of us will find ourselves at this place. We're on the road of life, trying to make decisions, trying to figure out what God's will is for us. What God's will is for our church. What God's will is for our family. What God wants to do with us personally, individually. And we get to this place and the GPS seems to be broken. 
because we can't figure out what direction to go, what we need to do. I'll tell you, I had most of 2013 to try to figure out what God wanted for my life because I knew what Brother Ron, his desire was and where he was headed. And so I thought, all right, God, this is it. But then we got to those points, and the Holy Spirit said no. He wouldn't allow those things to transpire in my life. And it's for God's purpose. And it's for God's plan. And I needed to trust Him. You may find yourself at this point in your life, wondering what to do next, and seeking direction from the Holy Spirit, leadership, guidance. You may have hit a no, you may have hit... Uh, these points of confusion, you can't figure it out. And so I thought to myself, how would we deal with this? What do we do in these places? Well, I had the, the pleasure of being a part of the Rotary in Springdale in 2007. I was uh, at Bedford Kid Video, and I had the opportunity to, to go and to attend and to be a part of that, that company or that organization. They, they reach out, they touch a lot of lives, they help people, um, they're, they're a good organization. And they have a four-way test, and I'm afraid you may not be able to read it from there, because I can't read the one in the back, you may not be able to read this one. The first question, it says the four-way test of the things that we think, say, or do. Is it the truth? Is it fair to all concerned? Will it build goodwill and better friendships, and will it be beneficial to all? Those are great questions. Fantastic questions. As we try to figure out what we're going to do and who we're going to be and what we're going to think, those are great questions. Is it the truth? Is it fair? Is it good? Build better friendships? Is it beneficial to all that are concerned? But that doesn't answer enough questions for us as we seek to find God's will, as we seek leadership from the Holy Spirit. We need something a little bit more concrete when it comes to that. So let's look at this first concept this morning. As we talk about the God I never knew, the God that says no, let's understand, am I following the leadership of the Holy Spirit? And I've got four things under this that will allow you to help you in that process. As a youth pastor, I don't know how many times I've heard that question. How do I know God's will for my life? How do I understand what God wants me to do? I don't know what to do. Well, here are four things that may help. Number one, does that thing contradict God's Word? Because if it does, you can eliminate it. God's Word is not going to contradict God's will. And as you're looking at what to do in life, as you're looking at decisions for your family, for our church, for whatever that is, we have to determine, does it contradict God's Word? God's Word is true. God's Word is eternal. It is unchanging. So if it contradicts God's Word, it immediately needs to be taken out. The second is, does it build up God and His kingdom? Does that thing that God, that I feel like God may be leading me to do, does it build up His, his kingdom? If it doesn't, then again, we need to evaluate and say, is this important enough for me to look into? Number three, does it express Christ's love? One of the things that our pastor said this morning, was this idea that we need to love those around us. As you, if you are on social media, it has been just, it's, I mean, the internet is almost broken because of all of the, 
the, between the flags and the rainbow flags, the Confederate flags, the... Um, I mean, it's just craziness out there. As you look at all these different things that people are discussing and looking into, the thing that we need to be concerned about is expressing Christ's love. And so if we're evaluating something for a decision for our family, for our lives, for God's will, does it express Christ's love? Are we able to do that? And then the four, does the Spirit confirm His leadership? Now, I'll tell you, as I led up in, from 2013, as I prayed about what God was going to do with me at Temple Baptist Church, I went through this type of process. I sought God's will, and I, I put it up against these type of questions. There was nothing that said stop. There was nothing that said no at that point. So I pursued God's leadership. I pursued the leadership of the Holy Spirit thinking, this is what God wants for me, what God wants for our church. But God had something else in mind. And God put a no in front of me. Did it disappoint me? Yes. Nobody wants to hear no. None of us want to hear a no in our life. We want a promotion. We don't want to hear no. We want a new car. We don't want to hear no. We want, uh, we want that new pair of shoes. We want to, to run a race. We want to do this. We want to do that. All of those things, we don't want to hear no. But God will say no on occasion. And so are we willing to hear a no from the Holy Spirit? We've got to evaluate that question. Am I willing to hear a no from the Holy Spirit? Because the truth is that if we are followers of God, if we are Christ followers, we claim to be, we have believed in Jesus Christ, we have to be willing to accept the no that the Holy Spirit may interject in our lives. As we look at this process, if we look back at Acts 16, verse 7, After they were come to Mysia, they essayed to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit suffered them not. Basically, the Spirit said, no, you can't do it. Now, was this a bad thing that Paul was wanting to do? No, he was wanting to go and spread the gospel of Jesus Christ. But the Holy Spirit said no. Instead of saying, well, God, I quit. You can use Luke for the rest of this journey. That's fine. And just leave him to it. Paul said, all right. What do you have next for me? You see, if I am I willing to hear a no from God, I must be flexible. Ready and willing to say, okay, God, whatever you want, it's not about me. I must be humble. It is not about me. It's about your kingdom. It's about what you want to accomplish. It is about you. We must be willing to hear that no from the Holy Spirit. Because it's going to happen. At some point in your life, God is going to say no to something and something that you want. Desperately. And we have to be flexible. We have to be humble. And we have to be God-focused. I'll tell you, during that process of 2013-2014, people outside of our church that know me said, well, you just need to leave. You just need to leave Temple Church. 
They don't appreciate you. They don't love you. They didn't have an understanding of what God was doing and how God was working. The entire time, I made a decision to be God-focused because I knew that he was in control. He had all of this planned out. And I trust him. And I do that today. I know that God is in control. God loves us. God cares about us. And Paul was experiencing the same sort of thing. He was flexible. He was humble. And he was God-focused. And so when the Holy Spirit said no to him, right there, God was able to speak another word to him. In verse 9, it says, And a vision appeared to Paul in the night, and there stood a man of Macedonia, prayed him, saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. The Holy Spirit had given him two no's here. But God still spoke to him and gave him direction. That's what God continues to do in our lives. So when we get a no, how do we respond? This morning in Sunday school, we were looking at our Sunday school book, and it was talking about failure. For our class, we're using different curriculum than... um, Brother Russell's class and the ladies' class, but it had these pictures of how we respond when it comes to failure. Do we give up? Do we cry? Do we cry out in anger? We may have similar reactions when it comes to what do we do when we receive a no from the Holy Spirit. We may be mad. We may be disappointed. We may be sad. We may be angry. As we mentioned in class, said, well, somebody's cheating. But we have to decide right, near, right now and right here what we're going to do when we receive a no from the Holy Spirit. First of all, we're going to continue to love God. Matthew twenty-two thirty-six through 40 is a passage of Scripture that includes the verses, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. The second is like unto it that we're to love our neighbor as ourselves. But we are to continue to love God no matter what our circumstances are. Paul is later thrown into prison. Did he give up on loving God? No. Just because God had given him a no in these earlier situations, did he quit? No. He continued to love and honor the God who loves and cares for him. That's what we have to do. When we receive a no, it's not time to quit or to give up. It's time for us to continue to love God. The second is this, that we're to continue to trust God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not in your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him, and He will direct your paths. We are to trust God, no matter what our circumstances are. No matter what the Holy Spirit is speaking to our heart with a, a, what we feel is a big, fat no, we have to continue to trust If I had given up on trusting God early in that process, in 2013, I wouldn't be enjoying the benefits of serving with my friend for this past year. God is good. He had it all figured out, and He has it all figured out. So no matter what circumstance you're in, God may be at a point of no for you, but understand that He has something great in store for you in the days ahead. 
The third thing is continue to say yes to his leadership. If you hear a no from the Holy Spirit, that doesn't mean, again, that we give up. It's that we say yes to wherever he's guiding. If we look in verse 10 through 13, the Bible says, And after he had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia, assuredly gathering that the Lord had called us to preach the gospel unto them. Therefore, loosing from Troas, we came with a straight course to Samothracia, and the next day to Annapolis, and from thence to Philippi, which is the chief city of the part of Macedonia and the colony, and we were in that city abiding certain days. And on the Sabbath, we went out of the city by a riverside where prayer was wont to be made, and we sat down and spake unto the woman which resorted thither. God has called us to continue to say yes to whatever He's saying. Sometimes it's scary. Sometimes we think we can't do it. But all the time, we need to say yes. That was what he was calling to Paul. In fact, as I mentioned before, he, he says in verse 10, they had seen the vision, immediately we endeavored to go into Macedonia. There was no pause, no hesitation. He had received God's word, received his marching orders, and he said yes. He was ready to go. And as God gives you direction, as he gives you leadership through the Holy Spirit, we need to be ready to say yes to whatever that is. Sometimes that's scary, sometimes that's outside of our comfort zone. But when the Holy Spirit tells us to go forward, we go forward. We'll be blessed and we'll see on. See where to continue to watch God work. If we look in verses 14 and 15, we see the rest of the story. How that because Paul was willing to say yes to the Holy Spirit's leadership and say yes to what God had for him, we see how he blessed. And a certain woman named Lydia, a seller of purple of the city of Thyatira, which worshiped God, heard us, whose heart the Lord opened, and she attended unto the things which were spoken of Paul. When she was baptized in her household, she besought us, saying, If you judge me to be faithful to the Lord, come into my house and abide there. And she constrained us. And it goes on and talks about how she was a believer. She believed she was baptized, her and her household. And none of those things would have happened if Paul had given up after he heard the first no. Or if he had given up after he had heard the second no. But as the Holy Spirit continued to guide and direct, and he said yes, God continued to work. There are moments in our life when we are going to be confused of what to do next. And we're going to pray, and we're going to seek God's answers in His Word, through His people, and we're going to be confused and not really know what to do. We're going to end up at a place like this. At a crossroads. And think, where do I go now? What do I do next? I don't want to choose wrong, because then I'm going to end up halfway down the other direction. If I go to the left... Well, I'll be going that way, and what if God says no after that? Then we turn around, and we go back the way we came, and then we go the other direction. It's as simple as that. God calls us to be willing and ready to follow the leadership of the Holy Spirit, no matter what that is. And there are times when we're going to hear no. But He always wants us to be ready and willing to say yes. Paul 
is someone that we've all heard and read about. We know that he was a believer. We know that he was a spiritual man. Someone who had sought God's Word, studied God's Word. But it was the Holy Spirit here directing him. Showing him what he needed to do. And when he needed to stop. And when he needed to go. Are you ready? Are you willing to choose a direction for God? Are you at that fork in the road? There are a lot of things that we can do in life. There's a lot of ways that we can honor God, but we need to be always ready and willing to the listen to the Holy Spirit. There are going to be times, though, that we're going to realize that the Holy Spirit is the God who says no. We may not enjoy that. It may not be a pleasant experience at the time, but we must trust that He's in control. He cares about us. He loves us. But most importantly, He needs to be glorified. So his no, we can trust that will glorify him. This morning, you may need to make a decision. You may be at a crossroads of your own in your life. You may think, well, I can't make a decision. I can't make a choice. It seems too hard. Lean on God and he'll show you the direction. You may be at a point of no, where that's all you're hearing from God. Rest in the fact that there is a tomorrow. Rest in the fact that there is a God who has a plan and a purpose for each and every one of us. We just have to wait on His timing and what He wants. Let's pray. God, we love You and we thank You so much for this time, for a chance to worship You, a chance to look into Your Word. And I just ask that as we've looked at Your Word, sought a better understanding of your Holy Spirit that you'll work in through our lives that you'll show us what we need to do that you will give us a willingness and an openness to whatever your will is God we surrender everything to you right now I ask you if there's someone here that needs to make a decision, needs to accept Christ as their personal Lord and Savior, that today be the day. Father, if there are others here that need to make a decision for their family's sake, for their career, for their, their lives, for their friends, God, I just ask that you give them the courage to step out and to kneel at this altar and to seek your divine direction and guidance. Father, perhaps there's someone here that just needs a willingness of spirit. Soften them and help them seek you. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Let's stand together as we sing.